Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Dan Carter's tournament is over. So Colin Slade playing in the number 10 jersey. And he is charged with steering the all-black ship around the park this afternoon. Works it off again to Slade. He's got Williams there. And they defended extremely well. Looks like Colin Slade is down. The 10 jersey of poison chalice at the moment for the All Blacks. The time is here for the Rugby World Cup final of 2011. And the ball lost forward and now the All Blacks have a player down and it's Aaron Cruden. And he's clutching at his right knee it would seem. Stephen Donald up and about. Just uh, the white bait net has to wait for a more important occasion. None more than this. Stephen Donald striding forward, yep. pointing to the posts. Confidently too, and I like that. And I love the cheer he's getting from this crowd at Eden Park. This man's copped a bit of criticism in his time, but he's a guy that the All Black players love and respect. And so cometh the hour. It's as big a kick as you'll ever get. Here's his kick. Goosebumps, goosebumps, listening to that, and takes me back, man does it take me back. So, we've got the star of the show, the star of the movie, the star of our drive show, the star of every damn thing these days, uh, Stephen Donald on the line <laughs> this morning, uh, and because you've adorned me the Prime Minister of the Sporting Cabinet, um, you can absolutely have no chance of saying no as the Minister of Whitebaiting, so first of all, First of all, um, uh, one of the most asked questions, uh, and, and uh, they'll be written here by uh, John Day as well, so you can have him uh, on it. Have you bought a beer? Have you bought a beer since then, in the last 10 years? Uh, yeah, of course, unfortunately I have. None of my mates seem to sort of pick up on that, and uh, yeah, that's just business as usual for them, so uh, yeah, I've bought far too many. So, okay, let's, uh, let's uh, we'll come to the kick shortly, but... What, uh, the phone call, the phone call, and what happened after the phone call that you never took? Yeah, uh, down down the down the river, um, and just had no reception. And um, my mate who I was down there with, he was back back and forth to his stand, and I remember him saying because he was he was sort of more hopeful than I was, I think. And uh, he was he was listening to the the then. 
Sports Radio, and um, they were saying on there that the All Blacks coaches had who they needed and had who they wanted to replace uh, post Colin Slade at the time, and um, I'd heard nothing. And then we once we got our reception, I got some reception on the way back from the boat ramp. I uh, got a text from Millsy. Um, Millsy texted me, say ring him. So then I rang Millsy, and then Millsy said, "You got to ring Ted." So. You know, was, once once the stage I knew that I was having to ring Ted, I knew he wasn't ringing to find out what I was up to. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's when I used to really hit that it was all going to happen. Okay, so uh, as he said uh, on Breakfast Show this morning, or early in the week actually, so he, he watched the final for the first time just recently. Have you watched the full game back? Nah, funny thing is, funny, I, actually, I actually haven't, and I... Um, when I was up in the UK, I actually jumped on, when I was at Bath there one day, I jumped on Amazon and, sport, and ordered it and thought I'd, you know, have a DVD collection or whatever, but uh, it never arrived. So um, I, I actually still never watched it in its entirety um, and I'm still uh, about £45 out of uh, pocket from uh, Amazon. What about the movie and what about the ro- what have you done with the royalties from the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh look, it, it wasn't. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it wasn't an absolute um, blockbuster worldwide. So it's on Netflix. So I'm not. I'm not still getting royalties from it. So uh, you know, I'm just. I'm just chipping away with that. <laughs> so you, you've, you have to admit you've watched that a few times, don't you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I've watched it once. I've watched it once, and I may have. Uh, I may have been under the influence, and I did watch it. So uh, I've watched that once. But uh, no, the thing about the movies for me is um, it's a hard case because. Um, you know, obviously, when it's about you, it makes you makes you feel a bit uncomfortable and your skin crawls a little bit. But um, the amount of parents and that that have come up and said, "Oh, my kids watched it ten times," and we tell the kids to watch it when they've had disappointment and stuff like that, which is which is quite cool. But uh, you know, they're getting a bit of value out of it. Well, Aaron Cruden got injured uh, in the thirty fourth minute. I mean, it was it was fate, wasn't it? it was fate. Uh, talk us through. Uh, talk us through um, coming on in front of 60,000 fans. Now, I, I can sympathise with you because every now and then, like every day, I wear something that's a little bit too small for me because of my own fault. Uh, but <laughs> tell us about that jersey. <laughs> yeah, well, again, like, uh, obviously it was, obviously I had not prepared for the World Cup final like uh, you usually would have if you thought you were going to be there. Um, so I was, I was carrying a bit extra and uh, the jersey was supposed to be mine because obviously they've got, they got your sizings and that in the All Black set up uh, pretty down pat but um, it was just one of those things that um, I didn't even know that it was small to be honest if you just thought oh yeah usual All Black sort of jersey is quite tight and I remember halfway through the game or halfway through my little cameo out there pal pretty weepy yeah I was out to me pull your jersey down and, I, and again, at the time, I was like, dude, that's a strange thing to say. Pretty in the middle of an all-black uh, World Cup final here. and run under the pump a little. Um, but um, I didn't think anything of it. And it wasn't until, again, it wasn't until we started to do, I guess, the, the laps of honour and stuff that, you know, uh, the crowd and that were great and got a great reception. But already I was getting a chip from the crowd about the uh, the jersey. And uh, I was thinking, I haven't really noticed it, but it wasn't until the other people said, yeah, that jersey was uh, well and truly too small for you. That, uh, gonna, yeah, it started to become a thing. I was going to say, it's a bit rich coming from Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he just got a bit of design one, I think. <laughs> did, you, did you ever know, um, I, I don't know if you realise this, but um, this, this is what Richie McCaw thought when, uh, when they called on you. 
Hey, I remember one moment throughout that match. I watched it last night. Obviously, Cruden, when Cruds went down, he, he grabbed his knee and, and he went down in the 44th minute. And then uh, you went over and tapped him on the head. And then the beaver comes on. The beaver comes on and plays how he played. I thought he played outstanding that second half, mate. But what was going through your mind? Obviously, we lost DC, we lost Slady, then we lost Cruds, and then the beaver was coming on. What, what about you? What was going through your mind? Well... I don't know if it's going through my mind, but I, but I think about it, uh, and I remember thinking about it even you know when Beaver came into the squad. Like most other countries, if you were bringing your fourth choice uh, number ten, and you'd probably go, "Nice to meet you." Never, you know, first time you've come across you. Where you know someone like Beaver come in and played a few test matches. Uh, you know, he was well known to all the boys, and he, he knew how we how we went about things. So it was. That yeah, was pretty reassuring in that regard, and I think when he came on the field, uh, his confidence and just he was uh, it looked like he did, he didn't walk out the ultimate. He was like, right, I'm going to own this, and um, and he yeah. did. Uh, like he, he he looked like he'd been uh, squad all the way through and, and did what he needed to do. And, and uh, people asked me about you know uh, you know he took the shot at goal. Well, I didn't even have to talk about it because he just walked up and said, I have a shot, thanks. And uh, I was like, well, that's, that's good. And, uh, but that's the sort of confidence you, you want from your, uh, your guys doing that. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I watched that. I saw him just walking up, pointing to the sticks. And then I saw Pity looking at me. And I was like, I don't want it, mate. Do you have it? Nah. <laughs> so, so that was Izzy. That was Izzy talking to, to Richie the, the, this morning. And uh, he described it, and a lot, a lot of people have, even uh, um, we described it in commentary, actually. I mean, there was no doubt in your mind, was it? You just wanted it. Yeah, I, yeah. It was one of those things. I used I guess by the time I got into camp and that's maybe, you know, the fact that I had a chance to, I guess, rectify the previous year and the Hong Kong and all the, and all the rest of it, it started to really burn that, you know, I craved the chance to get out there and realistically didn't think I was going to get it, you know, so I might get five-minute cameo once the job was done sort of thing in the final. So I guess when it sort of all of a sudden happened, it was something that I guess I knew I didn't want to miss and, and wanted to make the most of. So... Yeah, I remember Ted telling me at half-time that um, you start goal-kicking, eh? And I was like, yeah, sweet as. So, uh, yeah, I guess it was one of those things that you had to... There was nowhere to hide, was there? So, um, you know, you just, you just get in that mindset that, you know, it's time to front up. So, yeah, it was a job to be done. <laughs> and when you, you you lined it up, you struck it, um, What were you sent, as you followed the path of the ball, what were you thinking? Well, the funny thing was, is I actually never sort of go through. And so with all my kicks, I aim about a metre just inside the right-hand upright. And it's not because I hook. It's just because I aim there and it just literally, I've got a trajectory where it just goes straight, but straight sort of just to the left of my aim. So I, I, as soon as I looked after it, I hit it and I was like, oh, well, it's inside the right-hand upright, I'm done. So I just charged back like a lunatic, uh, I got told, and... Uh, but then, obviously, the rally is those balls. I don't know if you remember, some of those balls come under a lot of criticism. And um, mm. I've never had. If I miss, I usually miss because I've pulled something. But I've, I, uh, I missed. Apparently, that ball started to duck tail outright and run a sort of a, a bit like my golf shots, a bit of a horrible slice fade. And uh, I, I'd later find out that night from Mick Byrne, who was my tee boy at the day, that uh, it got very close to hitting that right hand upright. But uh, Thankfully, I never had to watch that angst as it uh, went through. 
A lot of the people that have texted into us um, about the game so far this morning have said one word, relief. Now, players don't uh, always say, say relief because they're, they're caught up in the moment of it and the, the part of the atmosphere and the whole thing and their focus. But what, when Andy Ellis did kick it into touch, what were you feeling? Bearing in mind, uh, it was your kick that made the difference. Yeah, I mean... It was like at the very moment, it was obviously jubilation and all the rest of it, and you're jumping around like a madman and all the rest of it. But when you, when by the time you got back to the shed and, and all the hype had died down, and you sort of worked out how knackered you were, there was a whole lot of relief. Um, I guess from a team point of view, but also you know, I guess from me that you know I I got through you know I guess the biggest examination you're ever going to sort of have, and and you know be proud again of being an All Black, where you know if you. Your heart, you know, your heart back to the, the year leading up to it all and after Hong Kong, you know, there were plenty of people that wanted to question whether I deserved to be an All Black or, you know, where I sort of had the right to have that sort of status almost. And, I, you know, that sort of bit me pretty hard. So I guess in that time after, you know, it was just a, the relief is actually a, was actually a word that I would use to describe it. You know, it was just a, geez, got it done there and, uh, and something to be pretty proud of. You know, pr- proud is another word that I'd say probably used to describe it, that got through that sort of, uh, that sort of uh, moment. Yeah, I mean, has it changed your life at all, in, honest, in all honesty? In all honesty, it's, it's changed my life in, in a way that it's given me, given me sort of a life back, you know, and given me freedom, I guess. Um, again, you know, you harp on about it, but that year after Hong Kong, I couldn't really have a life outside of go to work, play a game and repeat because, you know, literally, you know, I'm quite, as you know, Smee, I'm quite a social character, but, um, mm. you know, being social became an issue. Um, being out with, being out in public without, you know, being with my mates or whatever, anyone else outside of that became an issue. And, you know, in the end of the day, I signed to go to Bath because, you know, I never wanted to play overseas. I had no interest in playing overseas. I wanted to be a chief my whole life and try and be an all back every day of my life. But, Realistically, I knew that, that those days were done, and um, I went over to Bath, signed that card check to Bath mid to eleven because I thought it'd be. I just had to get out of New Zealand and, and have a bit of a normality to life again, you know. So it certainly changed my life on that front. So um, did you ever? I mean, I'm, I'm talking on the negative here, but did you ever wonder what might have happened then if it hadn't gone over uh, on, on the basis of what you just said? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I only, I, even now and again, you think yourself, uh, you know, enjoying life, and you think, geez, yeah, it could have been a bit different. And, and, and the reality is, you probably, you're probably not living in New Zealand. Um, and you know, like I obviously cut my bath contract short and then went to Japan, but then was pretty keen to get back and play a few years with Chiefs, and, and things like that just don't happen um, if if it unfolds differently. And and, and I probably finished my days playing overseas, and you know I'm probably just finish, wash, finishing up now, and sort of just slipping back into the country at best, you know. So, um, yeah, it's completely every now and again when you know obviously we've all got our dream jobs now, if CNZ, you know, things like that doesn't happen, and you know, yeah, completely different life. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah, we have got our dream jobs, you're right, mate. Hey, look. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave. You've just filled in a lot of questions for me because uh, I've I've never really been inside your head to that degree and, and understood the pressures you, that you felt um, after those uh, those earlier years. So it makes the fact that you strode forward to take that kick even more 
uh, impressive from my point of view. But I, I can't let you go because there's a, a relatively important game of rugby this weekend. You might um, you might recall that um, your boys, your lads, uh, are popping on down to, to see our lads down here. Uh, they've had a bit of a yes. checkered build-up, of course, with what's happened during the week and, of course, that they've had to shift yep. base, etc., etc. How do you rate them? What are, what are the chances? Oh, look, our, our, our boys, the, the Mooloos, they're a great young bunch um, and they're trying their guts out. Um, do, do I give them a chance? I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably give your boys a, a minus 40 at the TAB sort of thing. They, they're overwhelming favourites and if they don't win it, then there's real problems in Hawke's Bay, but... Um, you know, I give the Moolies a starting chance, but I tell you what, Smithy, in all seriousness, I love watching Hawks play at the moment. She's been playing a good brand of footy. They, they are, actually. They're, they've just got something about them, and uh, they're, they're without Ash, of course, uh, without um, yes. Tian Falcon, of course, who's headed off as well. So uh, they're missing a couple of important um, cogs there, but uh, yeah, they are. They, no, they are playing a really confident brand where they seem to know and they seem to be able to read each other's minds in terms of their uh, their offloading and their uh, their support players is probably the the feature of it for for me. Yep. Um, hey, hey, mate, thanks very much. Uh, I know you've had to relive this a, a zillion times, but it's uh, it's nice uh, on the anniversary tomorrow of, uh, of the the ten year anniversary. What will you raise a glass? Do you think there's an outside chance you might raise a glass at some stage tomorrow? Well, like it's, it is a sad day and we're in level three, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll slip into my bar down the end of the house and, uh, and raise one or two. Uh, is that where the 21 jersey is, by the way? Uh, the 21 jersey is still in the drawer, so I need to I need to do something with it. I've been talking about it for about 10 years to do something with it, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get on to that. <laughs> I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what to do. Uh, put it on tomorrow. Take, get someone to take a photo of you and put it on the SENZ website. I would love to see it. <laughs> maybe, maybe if I'm about 10 deep, I might. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mate. Absolute pleasure. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy, enjoy the, uh, the reliving of it uh, if you, you had the opportunity to, to mate. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing you later this afternoon. Thanks. Thanks, Beaver. All right. Thanks, Louis. Yeah, cheers. Great character, isn't he? Fantastic man and uh, does a great job on drive for us every single day at 4 o'clock.